welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today we have a sweet concept that is fun, flexible, and has an 83% net margin to the bottom line. And that concept is called Donut Envy. And with me today, I have Jen Kane, who is the Vice President of Franchise Development for Donut Envy. Welcome, Jen. Thank you so much, Stacey. Excited to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. So what a fun concept. I've been so excited to do this one. Um, you know, in my role, I cover a lot of different industries, and I will be the first to admit that food and beverage uh, just tends to be one that I don't get a lot of clients that are interested in. Um, with that said, Donut Envy defies all of the traditional mindsets in the food and beverage industry. And not to mention, it's not brick and mortar, and it is a mobile food truck type concept. So with that said, could you just give us an overview of Donut Envy? Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more that um, sometimes when you think of a food franchise, you get a little skeptical. Um, there's a lot of options and we all know the big players out there. And then um, it seems like, especially through COVID, people got a little more nervous about the food space. And so uh, in, here comes Donut Envy and just started to check every box for what we would really call uh, a dream food franchise. And I have a pretty significant food background and I was very, very picky about bringing a food brand into our franchise Fastlane inventory. And the reason why this is just such a home run is because number one, it's mobile. Um, you can get up and move around, you can go to events, and we really have seen a lot of growth in this space. Actually, the mobile space is growing faster than the physical brick and mortar space in food for franchising. So it's exciting to see that. And then we started, you know, um, to look under the curtain and look at the brand and how it's been developed. And Alex and Amanda Jingle, the founders of Donut Envy, first off, kind, hardworking, entrepreneurial couple who really has gone through all of the work to figure out if um, what works and what doesn't with this brand. So a lot of proprietary pieces to this concept, including the design of the trailer, as well as the proprietary donut mix and much more. So that was intriguing. But on top of that, you know, what usually scares people in the food space is the fact that you have to have a lot of employees, you pay high rent, there's a lot of food waste, and there's very low margins. And this is absolutely opposite. Minimal food waste. Uh, one bag of our donut mix makes 1,200 donuts, mini donuts. That's so incredible. It's incredible. Yes. And then on top of that, you're looking um, per trailer, or as I like to call them, mobile donut shops. Uh, you're looking at two to three employees top. So very low employee count, mobile, minimal food waste, and the margins are extraordinary. Um, as you mentioned before, our adjusted net profit is 83%. That's an owner-operator model. So if you are going to hire employees, you are going to be a touch lower, but at 83% adjusted net, you have a lot to work with. Yeah, the item 19, which outlines the financial opportunity of this business. It is just, it's, it's actually mind blowing, but let's, okay, let's dive in a little bit deeper into, um, from an ownership model, you mentioned owner operator and then semi-passive as well. Uh, so from a semi-passive 
uh, investment opportunity, what would somebody uh, be looking at from a time perspective and then uh, from a employee standpoint? Yeah, great question. So if you're going to be owner operator, you're really looking at yourself and one other person working on the mobile donut shop. So that can really be uh, just one other employee, sometimes uh, an additional one if you're at a really, really high volume event. Um, but for the, yeah, the semi-absentee model, really the, the owner's role within the business would be more of a networking role. So you would spend your time just, you know, helping to uh, network in the community to, to intrigue up people to book events, to um, bring Donut Envy to their location, to their events. So that's really what their role would be. And then, of course, making sure that they are hired up to staff the mobile donut shop. But what's great about this is it comes with a flexibility that most businesses do not, meaning you pick and choose the days that you're going to go to events. You pick and choose the days you're going to work. So some owners might be happy with five events a week, where others might be shooting for, you know, 12 or 13 events a week and spacing them out. And you really have the ability to um, determine how much you want to work, how many events you want your mobile donut shop out at. So I love that about this. And it truly makes it semi-absentee in that sense as well. Absolutely. So I live in Southeast Florida. and in West Palm Beach, uh, during our, well, this season, uh, the winter season, they have what's called a green market. And there is a donut vendor that makes the mini donuts there. It's not in a food truck type concept, but I would bet you that the machinery is pretty similar. Um, and that line that they have at the green market and it's one flavor of donut. It is incredible. It can be 30 people deep at any given time. So when this came into, uh, you know, the franchise fast lane portfolio, I was just, I was so excited. So let's talk about uh, the product then. You had mentioned that it is a proprietary mix of product. How many different flavors uh, and what, since the product does come from corporate, what would the franchise owner be responsible for from a product's perspective? Yeah, great question. So um, I love that you said you've seen, you know, the, the line at the, the donut location there, because the truth is there is not a learning curve with the product. Everybody loves donuts, coffee, and lemonade for the most part. So it's easy to explain. It's a very fun concept. And um, we offer over 27 flavors. Now, per event, each franchise owner can decide how many they want to um, present in that event. So it changes. There's public events where they may have seven different offerings. Or it could be a private event where a bride says, hey, um, do something that matches my wedding colors so that we can oh, coordinate. Wow. Yeah, so there are a lot of options. And what's great is um, Donut Envy is constantly offering uh, seasonal donuts as well. So in the fall, it's, uh, you know, caramel apple and Heath bar and pumpkin pie and those type of donuts, in addition to the offerings that they, they have year round. So it's great. There's a magnetic board where uh, the franchisee can easily change what the offerings are so they can decide before the event, throw the different flavors up on the magnetic board, 
and they're ready to go. So that that is a really big plus to this, especially for private events. Yeah, absolutely. The ability to be customizable to the event. Um, so we've talked about events. We've said the event word so many times. So I've mentioned, you know, a farmer's market or green market type of venue where I've, I've seen uh, that this can be a huge success at. What other types of events would a franchise owner be targeting? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because usually what people think of are uh, farmers markets, fairs, festivals, you know, those bigger uh, cash in hand people pay as they order their donuts. And what we actually find is there can be a pretty solid mix of those events along with private events. However, as franchisees continue to grow their business, we start to see a bigger shift towards private events. And I'll give you some examples. Um, Corporate events where, you know, a corporation wants to take care of their entire staff. So they will say, hey, how much will it be for us to get everyone, you know, a small mini donut bag along with a fresh squeezed lemonade? And that corporation will then prepay for their number of employees. We'll take the mobile donut shop shop on site and people can come out and order and treat themselves. Um, Also with colleges and universities, I mentioned weddings before, birthday parties, baby showers. Uh, Donut Envy has been out on movie sets um, and set up to be part of the action um, during a series and a movie. And then other times just to help feed, you know, the actors and the crew and production. So there are a lot of opportunities. But what we really love, especially for our franchisees, is when they can start to pre-book their year out with those prepaid events. So they know exactly what they're making walking into an event. They don't have to collect cash. Everyone can come up and just order and they can really start to budget out their business. Wow. That opportunity is limitless, really, in that respect. So does this does this have to be an event-based type business or have you seen through either the corporate locations or some of the uh, franchisees that are now coming on board where they might find a permanent location for their truck? Yeah, another great question. So we actually do have a franchisee that has um, a permanent location at an outlet mall in Florida. And what's great about that is they were able to pay very minimal rent and they can also um, hook up to the electrical of the the strip, we do have a generator, so you can either hook up electrically or we have generators on the custom trailer. But they're able to do that and keep it open, you know, seven days a week, staff it and really generate um, great, great revenue. So that is absolutely an option. Um, the founders do have some relationships uh, across the country with some big names that they can help introduce franchisees to if it's in their market. And I think as we start to grow, we're really going to see a lot more of those type of opportunities. And I should have asked you this earlier, but I know that the Donut Envy uh, brand name was originated in 2017, although uh, the business uh, really started in 2014, but under a different name, and then they grew it into what Donut Envy is today. How many franchisees are in the system today and uh, do the owners maintain some corporate locations themselves? 
Yeah, so they still do. Um, Alex and Amanda still have their corporate uh, location in Philadelphia where they originated. And yes, it was called Cinnamon Donuts. And they started with a kiosk uh, years ago when they wanted to just have that sweet escape from corporate America. That's how we like to describe it. And they really realized they were on to something. And as time went on and progressed, of course, they realized there was a demand and a desire for them to show up at locations and for additional product offerings outside of just the cinnamon sugar. So that's really how they evolved. They do still have their corporate location. Um, it is run by their GM because they have now located their headquarters in Orlando. Um, total franchisees, this changes on a day-to-day basis because we are growing uh, very rapidly. It's an exciting, fun concept, and it really appeals to a lot of people. And so right now we're at about 20 franchisees and they own about 50 territories in total. Wow. So when we uh, talk about, you know, the individuals who have invested to date, what type of backgrounds are they coming from? They, I know the model does not require food and beverage experience, but, um, and I guess, so what, what backgrounds are they coming from? And then secondary, are they, it sounds like most of them are multi-unit owners, but are you seeing more owner-operator investors or semi-passive? Yeah, it's really interesting because we're seeing it all. We have a pretty hefty mix of uh, multi-unit operators. And then, of course, some of those pioneers, as we like to call them, that were franchisees with Donut Envy early on. A lot of them started with one territory to go out and prove out their market. And we're seeing them now ordering their second, their third donut shop. So they are all growing within their market. And we do have a healthy mix of owner-operator and a semi-absentee. Now, with background, what's really cool is we have couples um, that uh, have other careers. We have couples that are just doing this together. We have retired couples. We have um, single women. We have... Uh, men that are looking at this and, you know, at first they're like, oh, I don't know, donuts. And then they start diving in and they're excited. And we even have franchisees that will tell you um, one great story is we have a franchisee whose dad kind of laughed and said, oh, you're going to you're going to have a donut shop. And uh, he's proven his success so greatly that now the dad wants to invest with him. Oh, what so, a great story. Yeah. So we're really seeing it all. And then I think another really strong validator for this brand is there is a very common franchise out there that serves um, flushes to kids. Mostly it's a very kid-driven franchise. And we have a lot of the franchisees in that system that are coming to Donut Envy to diversify their portfolio. Interesting. All right. Uh, so this business model is, from an appearance standpoint, seems pretty simplistic. You have a truck. The truck, as I understand it, will come completely outfitted uh, to start your business. So when somebody does invest, from the time they sign a franchise agreement to being able to host their first event, what does that time frame look like? Yeah, so um, you're exactly right. They're going to get a completely outfitted trailer. Um, they're customizable for each city, state, and county should there be any sort of requirements for those locations. And on average, we look at about three to four months from the time someone signs 
and orders their trailer to the time that they get through training and launch their business. Um, what we are seeing, especially with a lot of new franchisees coming on, is they're anxious. They come to confirmation day, they meet the team, they try the product for the first time, which is the best part, eating mm-hmm. the donuts, of course, and they're ready to go. So um, Alex and Amanda, they will work hard with their team to get these trailers produced. They actually have two production facilities right now so that they can handle the volume and they really can move quickly. So they're constantly trying to reduce that for those that want to move quickly. But there is a fine line. We want to make sure everyone is trained, ready to go, has events on the calendar before they bring that trailer back to their home market. So one thing I've always uh, been curious about this, uh, given it is a mobile concept, is and it is territory based, like most franchises, you have a secure territory. How how does corporate ensure that that truck is staying within the designated territory and doesn't venture off per se into a neighboring franchisee's territory to host an event? Yeah, so great question. You know, a lot of this is going to be booked online, so they're going to have access to see all of the events. And the other thing is, you know, until another franchisee owns the neighboring territory, they are going to want Donut Envy to get the name out. We're really working hard to make this a national brand. So the corporate office is going to have some flexibility there. But then it's all zip code based. So all of the events that you book when you own a franchise need to stay within the zip code that you've purchased. And then, of course, with approval, if no one owns a territory next to you, they're going to want you to get that um, that business and grow the brand awareness. All right. So let's talk technology a little bit. Uh, What is the backbone of this business model from a technology standpoint? And what type of support would a franchisee get in that respect? Yeah, so they're going to get a ton of support. One of the coolest things that they have put together, um, they have a 1-800 number that quickly takes franchisees to any department that they need help with. And that can be right to a vendor, or it can be right to the corporate team, right to a technology vendor. So they're going to get that kind of support, which is just incredible. On top of that, the team has also ensured that there's um, plans. What if a gen- what if your generator goes out, right? Things happen in business. And they've um, built a national partnership to where if something like that were to happen, that franchisee can go into a store with their generator and take another one right out with them. So they aren't going to lose that business. And again, just those fail-safe things that they've put together. Uh, From a technology standpoint, from the second they start to onboard, they use a Monday.com system to keep them organized, to make sure they're getting their permitting, everything they need to do to launch. And then after that, they have um, an iPad-based system and technology that helps run the business. All right. And then is there, I believe I saw somewhere that there is also GPS tracking on the trucks themselves. Is that accurate? That is accurate. So every one of our trailers will have um, GPS tracking. So you, especially if you're, you know, more semi-absentee, you can look and make sure that these uh, trailers are showing up where they're supposed to be, that they're not staying there and sleeping overnight, (laughs) all of those things you could possibly worry about. So yeah, they they absolutely do. We also have a CRM that we use that really keeps all of your contacts and everything organized and a training module that we use as well. 
so that if you need to train a new employee, you can have them go through the trainual program. Fantastic. All right. So what does the investment look like? We've went over a lot of great information about the business model itself. Uh, What would we be looking at from an investment standpoint? Yeah. So for a single unit, you're going to be, which means one territory with your one trailer, um, all in, you're going to be right around 185,000. So that includes the full trailer build out, everything for the first three months of startup that you'll need, including your franchise fee and working capital. And then if you grow into additional units, really the big change will be just your franchise fee investment. Um, you will be required to add mobile trailers in each unit, but you'll follow a development schedule just like you would in a brick and mortar concept. All right. And uh, for we, I mean, you've already mentioned that a lot of the investors today are looking at multi-unit ownership up front. From a standpoint, and given this is a little bit different model, is that also a growth perspective where they'll start out in one territory and then per development schedule, say maybe a year later, they could add the second truck and so forth? Yeah, absolutely. So really, we want to get that second trailer up and operating in the second year. Uh, We want the franchisee to order that one around the 12 month mark so that they're ready to go by about 18 months in. And, um, but when you buy the multiple territories, so let's say I own a three territory market, I can go work events in all three of those territories. So it's great because you're not prohibited to your single territory as you launch. But then the requirement is we absolutely know that we can operate a single mobile donut shop in each territory successfully. So we start to build out that development program so that they can buy a second, third, however many trailers they need to be successful. What I, I love seeing this brand grow. I wish one, any chance you've sold a territory in West Palm Beach or Palm Beach County yet? You know, I feel like it is coming. I will have to confirm, but I feel like we are getting close to that. We really are moving quickly, and it's really neat to see the interest north, south, east, west, across the United States. Um, What's great is this is not a frozen treat, which is what you typically see in these mobile trucks. And uh, so in that event, you can really go anywhere year-round, right? Donuts taste good in the winter, in the summer, in the fall, in the spring. So it's great. We're going to see them blanket the U.S. pretty quick. Fantastic. So what are, on a last note, what are some of your hot markets that you are targeting? Oh, boy. Hot markets right now. So we do have quite a few major metros. Um, Atlanta, which is usually one of the first to go in franchising. We are, we are working hard in Atlanta. Um, we will be diving into um Illinois here soon. We're waiting on registration there. As you know, there's non-registration and registration states. Um, What's interesting about this is usually you see a brand come out of the gate and really it explodes in the major market. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Des Moines, Iowa was one of our first um, markets to sell completely out, which is usually a secondary market. So I would say, yeah, you know, we're targeting Arizona. We have a lot of opportunities still in Florida. Um, we have, like I said, Atlanta, 
uh, a lot of East Coast opportunity. Um, there are a lot of territories available for this brand. So if someone is listening and is interested, I would say um, start going through discovery as soon as you can. You know, it's funny you mentioned Des Moines, Iowa, because I'm originally from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which is mm-hmm. about two hours away from Des Moines. And I saw that announcement come across LinkedIn of Des Moines, Iowa, and I think believe it was two or two, perhaps two territories. Um, and I just think that is an absolute gold mine, given all of the events. And Des Moines, believe it or not, is a very up and coming city and has been named one of the top places to live. Um, yeah. I would say most people don't think of wanting to live in Iowa, but, but it right. is it, it it is a fantastic market for it. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, like I said, I am so excited to see this brand grow, hoping to bring you know some interest your way and help contribute to that. Uh, for anybody that is interested in learning more about Donut Envy please feel free to reach out to me at stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate it. This might go live actually next week, within the next two weeks for sure. Sounds great. Well, if you need anything else from me, you let me know. And thank you for thinking of us. Yeah, absolutely. And good luck at your confirmation days. Thank you. It'll be a big one. I've got to get pumped up for it. It's going to be fun. All right. Take Uh, care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.